Hi, I'm Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. Today's guest is Andrea Beam out of Albany, Oregon, and she's going to be sharing her wisdom about how she's creating a new normal amidst the um, COVID-19 pandemic. And she will also tell us why this time has been a blessing in her life. So let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hi, everyone. I'd like to introduce my beautiful co-host, Kristen Cantrell, and Hello. our guest, Andrea Beam. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, Thank everyone. You. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited for you guys to hear wise words from Andrea. She's all the way in Oregon, has two kids, um, two boys. What are they, uh, 12 and 16? Is that right? Yeah, uh, super close. So 17 and 13. Yeah. 17 and 13. 17 yeah. 13. A year off. What's a year? Yay. And so, um, yeah. So I am excited for you guys to share wisdom about this creating a new normal concept. So give us a little bit of background about you and let's start talking about that. Yeah, so I actually jumped into real estate in 2008 uh, when the other when the market crashed that time, and um, you know found my way through that. Um, fast forward, I've been an individual agent. I've been on a team, and then about um, gosh eight eight ten years ago, I decided you know what um, I'm running my own business and um, jumped into that and have never looked back. Um, and then just in the last year or so, have started doing um, a speaking career, and then I have a book in the works that we're hoping to be able to launch on October 1st. So um, yeah, it's been a wild ride and I'm still here. <laughs> I, love I love your your book, your whole concepts. Like you love, when we talked, you talked a lot about um, people that have basically, um, they need to start over, right? And that's what your whole yeah. book is about is, um, is how to get, how to come back, right? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, it's about comebacks. It's about, um, you know, being in the pit and then figuring out how to get out of the pit. Um, you know, for some people, it might be, it's normal to have a bad day or a bad week. And this book is more about, you know, when those bad weeks actually turn into maybe it was like a bad six months or a bad year um, or just a bad, you know, period of their life. And then how do you get, like, how do you claw out of that? Because, I mean, let's be real, sometimes you have to claw your way out. And that's what this book is about, is it's about making a comeback and, um, and fighting. It's about fighting. Do you share the content um, uh, or the, the theme of your book with your children? <laughs> um, yes, because actually my boys were in large part and a huge inspiration for this book. Um, my older son, my 17 year old is a wrestler and um, he's very, um, and so he just turned actually right before we all were put into lockdown here. And he, there's a lot of correlation between sports, the sports world and um, the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world. There's a lot of correlation between the two um, and just doing the things that are uncomfortable. And yet the things that you know that that uncomfortableness is going to put you where you want to be on the map. 
Um, but you got to be willing to get uncomfortable and you got to be willing to put in the blood, sweat and tears. And he does that on a daily basis for wrestling. So he was a large inspiration for that. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> I, my kids were an inspiration for our book, like just but stories. I can't get them to read it. And it's a really good book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they always seem to have different buttons, right? Sometimes it's money and sometimes it's food. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you're a really high producing agent, um, like what, 38 million. And, yeah. and you talked a lot about um, what we are all facing is creating this new normal. Talk about what it was like with your family and your time before this quarantine um, and, and what, you're, what you've done to create a new normal. Yeah. So um, normal is relative and it's in the eye of the beholder, I think, because normal for each one of us is probably a little bit different. So, you know, beforehand um, for us, we were a very go, go, go family. I mean, if you think of like the Tasmanian devil combined with like the Roadrunner, that was our family. <laughs> um, you know, we were always going to practices and sporting games and this city and that city and listing appointments. And, you know, that was just, we were pulled in a billion different directions. Um, one of the beautiful things of uh, that has come out of COVID, even though I know there's a lot of struggle is just the utter breaks on our family to be able to sit down and have dinner every night. Um, we haven't done that in years. And I don't know if we'll have a chance to again, you know, after this, if that's going to stay a new normal, I don't know, though I'm enjoying every moment of it right now. Um, having, having all four of us sitting at the table, um, having conversations every night, making dinner every night has just been a huge blessing in my life because I don't know that I ever would have gotten that. I love tell that. me what else, tell me what else is, um, cause you, cause we, I think the more people that I talk to, the more that we are having some kind of common struggle, some different struggles, like how are you keeping them busy? <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. And it's probably going to be different depending on how old your kids are. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've talked to a lot of moms that have really young kids at home and that's a whole different struggle. Yes. Right. Like um, being able to keep like one, two, three, four year olds, um, you know, busy while you're trying to get your calls in. Um, it can definitely make you want to pull your hair out. And so for me, I feel really lucky that my kids are for the most part, self-sufficient, though, even my 13 year old, he was like, what online school? Like, psh, I don't have to focus on anything. And so all of a sudden we had to do a, a 180 on, okay, this is what this is really going to look like. And I've had to do a little bit of hover mom <laughs> on the homework. So, you know, it's, um, there are components that work well, right? We've separated the kids out into different rooms. My older son has a fam has the family room. My younger son has the kitchen counter because I can see him right there. <laughs> and so, you know, there are things we put into place for that. And then at the same time, what I'll do is we seem to work really well in about one hour increments before somebody gets stir crazy. And so then we will all kind of get up. Um, so we might walk around, go outside, do some jumping jacks, and then come back and refocus. Um, whereas before, I would hardcore focus for two or three hours at a time and then go take lunch, maybe. Um, I've had to rethink how I do that because my 13-year-old doesn't sit still for three hours. So um, 
I think getting our expectations wrangled in, um, our expectations can't be what they were before. And I think um, expectations are a funny thing. If we can have expectations, but if the other person doesn't know what they are, we're setting ourselves up for a huge heartbreak there, right? doesn't matter if that's in a personal relationship or a relationship with your kids or even a work relationship. I mean, how does that um, even go into our listing appointments and our buyer consults if the expectation of the seller is that we're going to call them every, um, but that's not what we do. Maybe we call them every other day then there's a huge disconnect in that expectation. And so I think um, correlating that to, to life with kids is just we have to understand that those expectations might need to change a little bit so that we can give ourselves a little bit of grace. <laughs> I think that's so wise. One of the philosophies that um, the people that I work with, we share is to be unclear is unkind. Mm -hmm. And that really talks about um, unspoken expectations mm -hmm. and how those can really um, they can rot relationships because they don't they it just doesn't give the pe people because we want to rise up like I think most people want to succeed and 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 do things for especially in a family relationship I think our kids want to um, meet most of our expectations but if we don't say them right there is unkind yeah absolutely I agree it's Kristen, just how the heck do you how the heck do you do that with Dean and Luke? I was just thinking about that. It's like sinking in. Like, oh. How are you doing this? What do you mean? Just working from home with them? Yes. Yeah, it's crazy, you guys. I'm like, I mean, when we did our our pre-interview and all three of us were talking, how much did my kids come into it? You know, and um, it's it's definitely a struggle. I'm trying to make calls while they're both yelling at me because they're hungry and mom, I need a snack and. Um, I noticed that recently they've become more needy of me and I don't know if that's because they're seeing me work or if it's just because I'm home more. I'm not sure, but it's, uh, it's been a struggle for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's life though, right? Like that's right now, I think people are becoming more understanding of that. Um, whereas before there's a certain professional um, setting that we like to portray, which mm -hmm. I still agree with that, right? Like there is a time and a place for that. Mm -hmm. And the reality is we're all in this. We're all dealing with this in some way, shape or form. So like when you had your kids crawling on you, like, I love that. I was like, you know what? This is, this is us giving each other grace because yeah. There's, we don't, there, we don't need some um, preconceived notion of what this should look like, you know, and trying to, well, another way to say that, right, would be keeping up with the Joneses. Like, we don't need to portray this perfect self that, you know, that, and I love that your kids were crawling on you. My dog was in the background. You saw him like, I know your dog was because I think that, you know, with everyone that I'm talking to all day too, people do business with people they like and trust and my kids are me. Right. So like, I feel yeah. like when they get to be a part of it or they're in the background or whatever, it's just showing people who I am. So I do think that it's, um, it's just getting used to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's who you are. They're a huge part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty open with people about my lack of mommyhood stuff. Like Kristen and I talk about all the time. I've got six kids. Like I got six kids and and three of them still live at home right now. Four are around all the time. And, and I'm like, 
I'm like, I'm not a real mom. And and the funny you thing are. is, I thought I, would be going, I thought I would be going crazy because <laughs> I'm not a stay-at-home person. And I'm fine. This is like, it's so, for me, it's so relaxed here right now. That's probably because my nine-year-old isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, totally. <laughs> but I'm really thinking about lots of things different. I, I think that I, I'm loving the connections online. I'm loving that, guys. I'm taking more time to talk with women like you online or people in general than I did before. Isn't that strange? I'm having more conversations with people I sat right next to now, like real conversations than I was having before. Is that just me or? No, that's not just you. I think it's remarkable. I like what you're doing too, Andrea. You said that like you're actually doing workouts with your kids, which I think everyone's kind of doing some form of that. Like every, at least in Arizona, everyone's out riding their bikes, walking, rollerblading, whatever it is. But you guys actually, what were you saying? Like you guys actually like go and do like crunchies and push-ups and pull-ups yeah. together and stuff, right? Yeah. So my youngest son still has PE class that he has to like write on a sheet what he's doing each day and he has to work out for 30 minutes. And then my 17 year old, he's just trying to maintain for sports, right? Like, you know, if he gets a chance to go play, you know, football later this summer or something like that, he wants to make sure he's still um, in good shape for that. And so I was like, well, I've gained maybe five, six, seven pounds. No. together so 30 minutes a day you know why not it's and it feels good and it's time with them that's not like I'm not hovering right I'm not trying what are you doing is your homework done it's it's not that quality time it's the quality time of just getting to laugh and giggle and make fun of each other and see who can outlast the other one in a plank you know (laughs) (laughs) so I'm trying to have fun I'm trying to get my kids to do the same thing. Like my goal is 50 push-ups a day, 100 crunchies, and 30 minutes of cardio. So when I'm doing my push-ups, I have a five-year-old or a three-year-old on my back, and I'm like, "No, you have to go next to me, and we'll see how many you can do." But it's funny. You're a beast. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. <laughs> so I have another question that just occurred to me um, when you're talking about like. Gosh, your your son hopes that he can play football later in the summer. Like, what what are your conversations about that with your kids? Like, my kids ask questions. When is this going to end? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so actually, I saw a, a person um, post about this the other day with their family, and they happen to have a senior. My my son's a junior, so you know, thankfully he he has a chance of still having his senior year. And so my heart breaks for those that have seniors right now. But I think he said it best when he said, "Look." this is life. And it really bites that you're getting, you're learning life, you know, as a senior and you're not, you're having this taken away from you. The reality is it's life. This is what you're going to experience as an adult and you don't control everything around you. And you're Mm going to have things that happen to you that are heartbreaking and Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to be a fighter. And, um, he posted a really heart, touching picture. It made me cry actually of his wife just embracing their senior daughter who was just bawling because they had just found out that um, school was officially, you know, done for the year. And so basically her high school career ended a month ago. And, um, and I just love that he put it that way, that this is an opportunity for me to teach my kids how to be um, 
how to have grit and how to get through it. And it's okay to cry and it's okay to mourn what you're losing, though this isn't the last time this is gonna happen to you. And if I can teach you how to get through it, then I'm doing my job. Wow, what a good lesson. Yeah, yeah, I cried. <laughs> like yeah. I really cried. <laughs> yeah, I would too, for sure. That's, um, you know, we as adults kind of go, it, your senior year, you know, you're not even gonna hardly remember it. My dog's about to bark big time, just letting you know. <laughs> but, um, but you know what? It's a big deal in their lives. Like to yeah. miss prom and to miss graduation and senior trip. I mean, I want to cry right now thinking about how I probably would have reacted as a senior missing all of those moments that we want to make a scrapbook about or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it, I think it's just that they feel like they didn't get a choice in the matter. You know, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's one thing to get senioritis and feel like, oh, I just can't wait for senior year to be over. It's another thing to think about it in a different way and, and not, not even be given the option to have your senior year, you know, and mm -hmm. um, it, it is, it's heartbreaking. It's something that those seniors are mm -hmm. never going to forget. That's true. Um, so, you um, you had mentioned when we were talking before about the, we've talked about some of the blessings of the this time with family sure. and such, but I really have been thinking about how, how different people react to challenging situations. And you were mentioning how some people use it to catapult themselves into a success that they didn't even know they could do. Like, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. How do we form our mindset correctly? Well, I think that it's easy to tie your identity to your business or, you know, make it who you are. Um, and so when I think when things like this happen, whether it's COVID or it's um, I mean, let's let's use another example. Um, uh, years ago, I lost my whole team. Um you know, just overnight, I lost, I lost my team. And it was devastating. Um, I came home and I cried. Um, and I said, you know what, I've got, I'm giving myself the weekend to really mourn this. And I have a choice to make. Um, either, either I go back to work on Monday, and I just let this kind of destroy me. Or I, I pick up where, where I'm at. I pick up, I put my boots on and I get back to work and I, and I figure this out. And, and I gave myself the weekend. Um, and, and on Monday, I, what happened on Monday? You know what? I'm going to get past this. Without Wait, you have to go right? back. You have to go back. You cut you out. Oh <laughs> no. I did. Okay. Where did I cut out? Which part? You said, and then on Monday. Yeah. On Monday, I hired a coach. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a horrible part to cut out on. I know. The anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. No, I hired a coach and I, and I still have the coach and um, you know, that coach and I have been through thick and thin together. Um, and the part about a coach is no different than, you know, than sports. Uh, this is where I feel like the two correlate quite a lot. Um, a coach is going to push you past what you thought you, you felt was possible for yourself. Um, he's also had a lot of moments with me where he was like, Andrea, knock it off, like get over it, like move on. <laughs> And I think if we can, I think if we can incorporate that, I don't know that I'm answering your question. I feel like I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but um, I feel like if we can get, if we can find a coach in our life, even if it's not a business coach, but maybe an accountability partner, it's got to be somebody that's willing to be real with you. 
Um, I think that's the most important thing. Somebody that's willing to have those fierce conversations. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so rare. I, there's no, I, every, I'm in a lot of groups and I'm talking to a lot of people. We um, are. <laughs> because I really enjoy accountability. I really enjoy being in encouragement. I want to share ideas. I want big thinkers around me. And nothing annoys me more when there's all this ass kissing going on within a group. <laughs> I like I like just, I can't stand it. I, and I know it's the way I'm wired, the way the Lord wired me, but I want people to be like, I'm calling you out or yep, that was worth it. Or I want people to be really straight. And it's so rare that people have the courage to be honest and upfront and bold. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really lucky. I mean, we get that with each other. And then we've had, we, I feel like one of the things that have, has helped me so much during this time is uh, having a, a good network of people that will do that for me and to encourage me and motivate me to keep pushing through because it is hard. Sometimes you listen to one person's opinion about COVID-19 and you're like, oh my gosh, the world's ending. And then mm -hmm. you talk to somebody else and you're like, oh, everything's going to be fine. I got to get back to doing these things. You know, so it's, it's, it's been so helpful for me to have people like Angela and the other people I have in my network. Yeah. Amen. Boy, I swear. Sometimes it's every other day. I'm like one day I'm like, oh, everything's going to be fine. It's going to go back to normal. It's all good. Like I need to hunker down. And then another minute it's, oh my gosh, are we even going to be here in a year? You know, like really careful about how much of that you're listening to. Well, I don't think it's, I, I, I heard somebody, I wish I could remember who said this because I thought it was so wise. Ask me if I'm an optimist. Ask me if I'm a pessimist. Is it half full, half empty? And he, I know what it was. It was, it was uh, my pastor that I was listening to. He goes, I'm neither. I'm not one of those people who says the sky's falling, nor am I the person that says everything's going to be all okay. I'm a realist. And here's what I know. I'm not in control. Mm -hmm. The Lord's in control. I just needed to keep doing the things that I need to be doing because I don't have control of anything else. I need to love my family. I need to work as hard as I can. I need to encourage people around me, find needs and fill them. And that's all we can do yeah. and keep our mind right. You know, Amen. he just wants us to have faith in him. Like that's all he, he wants us to have faith in him and to, and to call on him and to trust him that he has yeah. a plan. So amen to that. Like I, yeah, it's yeah. hard. I'm not saying it's always easy. It is not. There are days where I'm like, I don't know about your plan. <laughs> <laughs> so there I, was talking, I was talking yesterday with my husband. We, we do a podcast called mid, mid, midweek mind freak. And, and we're talking about success and, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm a fast thinker. I like to, I like action. I like to accomplish, but I've been pretty contemplative in a good way. Like, wow, the Lord opened my eyes. I see him, you know, the rest of it is just serving people and doing the best you can. And I want to build the hugest team I've ever built in my life. I mean, I have really still lofty goals, but I'm more contemplative about, don't forget you're not in control and that's okay. You don't want me in control of everything, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a big question too about um, how people talk about work-life balance all the time. And yet I always wonder about that kind of balance. Like how do you balance being being um, grateful for where you are and for you in that moment and 
realizing it's okay to still want more, just not getting caught up in that so much that you forget what you have. Like mm -hmm. that's the bigger balance for me that mm -hmm. I always struggle with trying to figure out how do I, how do I be both of those things at the same time? Like that's always been, that's always been something I've contemplated. <laughs> Well, here's what's, here's what's interesting. I believe the Lord created us in his image. He's a creator. He's a builder. He's a, he's a businessman. He's, I mean, literally read Proverbs 31, a Proverbs 31 woman, right? If you read that, it's all about getting stuff done. And it's yeah. all about rising up early and doing yeah. great business and loving on your family and being a great wife. So that's all of that, that aspiration we have and all those um, things that we have inside of us that want to build and do things are God given. That's It's a yeah. gift. Yeah. It's that drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I love it. So good. I feel like you need so, to get up there and just preach it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really passionate about that. Um, last topic that I don't even think that we talked about, and I, I was kicking myself, I didn't ask you to think about this, but how are you continuing to date your husband? Mm. So, okay, you guys will get a good kick out of this one. So, um, we, at the end of last summer, I actually decided I got this hair to... Um, build some picnic benches, actually a picnic bench. And then my son wanted to build a picnic bench because he wanted to build it and sell it and make money. And um, I bought the wood and then literally it was like the end of summer and the weather changed and we never got to build it. And so at Christmas time, one of my husband's presents was, he said, I will help you build these picnic benches. Well, the other day he's like, okay, we're building picnic benches. Um, <laughs> So for like two or three days straight, that was kind of our um, date, if you will, was in the backyard, just being in the backyard and building picnic benches. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There was some moments. So he's a civil engineer. Like we are so opposite ends of the spectrum. So oh he is like, everything has to be perfect oh or it is, there is no, it's good enough. It, no, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I do get frustrated with that sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm yeah. like totally hearing your story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the same marriage. <laughs> yes. So that's something we've always had to work through a little bit is finding a balance between the two because we are so opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but that's kind of been how yeah. it's been here. It's just been the making the dinners every night The we, we will shut down um, in the evening, maybe go watch a movie in the family room or just be outside, you know, grabbing a, a Coke and go sit outside and enjoy our little garden area and the work that we've been putting in and sit in a chair on the, on the back patio and, and try to enjoy, enjoy that that work that we've done. So it's changed. It's not mm -hmm. like it used to be because we're not going out, but, um, but you just find things around the house. We just find different ways, different ways of doing it. And I'm a movie buff anyway. So I am totally, totally good with movie night. Mm -hmm. like, oh <laughs> I love what that. What about you, Kristen? I haven't asked you that recently. What are you doing? I am not doing as much as I should for sure. You know, um, definitely we're spending a lot of family time together, but as far as me and my husband getting our own alone time, it is definitely like, you know, once the kids go to bed, having a glass of wine together, talking as much as we can, watching a show or something. But um, 
we're not doing anything crazy. I saw I saw this girl. She's a um, an agent in Arizona, and her kids like set up a full dinner for her and her husband, and like did you know lit candles, and it was the cutest thing. Her she has three sons, and they all set up this like romantic date night for their parents. I'm like, how cute! Is I that? want to know her. Yeah, <laughs> I, love her. I love that. I know. Yeah. I well, I encourage anyone who listens to this this week that you need to go out of your way to continue to date. I don't care if it's a walk or um, I, we announce it. We're going out back for a date. No one comes out. And, you know, so you've got to continue to build that relationship with your husband. So anyway, I want to thank both of you for your time today. Andrea, I think you're a fantastic lady. I want to keep talking with you and um, oh, know you, you better. <laughs> and so I hope that um, if, if you have any last words of advice for anybody who'll listen to this this week, let's have it. Um, I would say, you know what, just do what you do best. Agents are good problem solvers. Be a problem solver. Do what you have to do to survive in this new world. Look at me. I'm sitting in my car because <laughs> this was what I needed to do to have a quiet moment, you know, to do this. And, um, you know, am I doing all my work in my car? No, though, be a problem solver. We're, we're good at that. Inherently, real estate agents are good problem solvers. And so use that in every area you can. Think outside the box. Get brainstorm sessions going. And, and for the love of Pete, like just have some grit and have some fight and don't let it keep you down. Like it's, that's just, that's not what God wants for anyone. And so, so fight, like just make sure that you're, and find someone to help you fight. If you need someone alongside you, go find that I'll person. Help. There you go. See? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and I would say too, just, um, even though the book won't be out till October 1st, um, you know, if you're interested in reading more about like comeback stories and things like that to get motivation, just, just let me know. And same here. If you need encouragement, I'm here. <laughs> That's so, I think that your book is like perfect timing for probably a lot of people in the world, you know, so yeah, get that yeah. thing. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. We're we're going fast on trying to get it finished up. <laughs> and yeah. why don't you post if uh, if people want to get a hold of you, post in the group um, how they can get a hold of you and learn about your book and how to get a hold of that when it's available. I'll be one of your um, test readers. Awesome. You know? Yes, I'll put you on the list. Done. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. I love you guys. Thank you guys uh, this week. Everyone who will be watching, I encourage you. God bless you all and have a wonderful week. Ah, Bye. Thank you guys. <laughs>